That's what you was looking for. Yeah. Beautiful weekend for sports. We have been getting bomb at the bomb from shit going on on the East Coast with the heat demolishing the Celtics. Then coming over to the West Coast with the Lakers getting obliterated three games straight. Then leading everything off on this good Saturday, Devin Haney and Lomachinka. Man, what we have had here has been beautiful, if the I words, can say it. The words that you described all of these scenarios is highly disrespectful, and I don't think I don't think I like it too much because we welcome to different ranks, everybody. <laughs> welcome. Um, so, so we got a lot. We got a lot to get into and cut everything out of the middleman. We're going to start off for the blueprint. I think we're going to start off with the the model of new sports media, right? You may not be in tune, but the show, obviously, that's leading our sports demographic is the Pat McAfee show. Have you ever heard of that show, my boy? Oh, I have. I have, and I have watched that show plenty of times at this point, so... 
I think you previously put me on that show, I want to say uh, about a month or two ago. Okay. So listen to this. So recently, yeah, Pat McAfee just left his $120 million fan duel deal. Mm. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? Um, For starters, what's the cost? To be an independent creator, what is the cost, man? I think the cost, benefit and cost. Wait, wait, wait. That for me. Give me both. I want you. I want to. I want to get your opinion on both. Well, a structure that doesn't back you, not having a structure to back you, not having um that advertisement pool that comes from being on one of these big companies or a big market. I would say. Like what he had with FanDuel, like that's marketing, that's promo, that's money coming in. But then a plus is you don't have you have complete creative control. You have no one who can tell you what to say, how to say it, what you can cover, um, how you gotta cover it. I just feel like being free from all that shit is a beautiful thing, especially when you have a platform that you have built naturally and the fans are gonna ride with. Okay, so now you can, from the fans that's listening, obviously he doesn't know the acquisition that just happened. So let me put you on a little game. He left his $120 million fan duel deal where he had full creative control because he built up the equity to do it. And he went over to take an eight-figure deal, a little less money, but guess who's the company that he's with now? Who is that? He will now be streaming on ESPN Plus. He will be on ESPN right after first take and get up in the morning. And in all your local bars, your airports where they show ESPN, his show will be there as well. Mm, the reach. He's officially a part of the Disney platform. So so can you so since you know that information, can you go back to what you Started talking about about the marketing because FanDuel doesn't have ESPN market. The creative control, and he explains the deal later so you can get a little insight because I have that video for you. But after you heard what I gave, the little fact that I gave you, how does this change sports media? I don't know if it changed. Damn, man, that's that's crazy. One thing that I do say is the way that Disney has been working and like a lot of these big companies they control a lot they control a lot of what you do how you operate in and out of your business like in and out of the space it's a lot of shit they don't allow because they're a family company that is true that is something that I don't know how that's going to go his image is going to have to be squeaky clean 24-7, like, all the time now. He doesn't do you have... you think so? I do. I do because this ship that ESPN runs over there, I know, like, you get shit like fucking um, Perk coming on with fucking bottles and shit and all that type of stuff, but I think they run a pretty tight ship and things have to be done a certain way on a level of professionalism. Or your ass is grass over there and they will drop you like a fucking bad habit. 
Okay, so so at McAfee because he is used to this space. He is used to working for big media. He this he ain't new to this shit. So he knows how to operate. So this so where so where did this where does this stand for us? Because for the journey, I have that for you too. So we're gonna take a little insight to how they started and where they've grown to. Growing for us. Incredible first week. Incredible first week. We've had a lot of great interactions with a lot of great humans. We've had interviews with people that we never thought we could get interviews with again or for the first time ever. So for starters, yes. That is them in a box truck. Sharing mics back and forth, bro. Yeah. In a box truck. How did Pat McAfee get his start in fame? What sport did he play? He was current, formerly in the NFL. Yeah, so with that being said, him being in that box truck or whatever. With the design, I, with the design logo on the mic, by the way. So you know that's a paid yeah. for sponsorship. Yeah. Man, I, I don't know, bro. Like, that's, that's a level. He has pulled up. He has grind. Like, look at that. They went from that to a studio. Okay, and you're going to want to see it. I went through the footage. And now it's they are. Hilarious. Do you? We're, we're, we're a worldwide show. Worldwide show. Do you think there's any other worldwide show that has ever had the behind-the-scenes shit? I think people people think we're lying right now. Wait until you see the behind-the-scenes. Foxy filmed everything, mostly because we didn't have any cameras that worked. But Foxy filmed everything, and Zito got involved, too. We needed two cameras to catch all the madness. I think the vlog's going to be beautiful. When's that come on Monday? Yeah, hopefully. See, and this is another reason why I wanted to show you, bro. Everybody don't start off hot. Even though, yes, they had probably had a privilege of having the inside of the NFL and certain other things may play in the factor. But the grind of what he accomplished is something that you can't take away and certain people that, because in the beginning, it, his story reminded me so much of us because with him working with ESPN now, he literally said, I tried to work with NFL Network. They didn't want me. I tried to work with ESPN. They didn't want me. Even when we got the guests for the certain friends that he had that's in the league, some of them said, oh, you can't go on Pat McAfee, but you can go on first take. Damn. That is wild. That is wild to understand, like, the, the NFL tried to blackball him, didn't want him to have certain guests, wouldn't allow his guests to come up there. That is wild. And now look at him. Now look at He's him. Happening, Sam just sends that gif over, and it always pops. I always get a good pop. I'm always <laughs> like, it's a hundred percent accurate. It's real. I think, I think we're delivering a pretty good product. If you're not listening to us live on from ten to noon, I think Westwood One actually is putting out a link for people to listen online, which is a smart move. Happy for them, but yeah. So it's been an experience this week. We got a chance to talk. Just even him saying, "Oh." he put a link out for people to listen. Like, bro. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. It's crazy because now now you got to think about anytime something happens in the NFL or any league, the NHL, NBA, MLB, 
when something big happens, like with the player, like what just happened with Jabarat, with the Jagush situation or whatever, what is the first, one of the top three things then people got to do? They got to put out a statement. They have to meet with the commissioner or whatever league it is, and then they got to go on some talk show or talk to someone. They blackballed Pat McAfee at first. They didn't want the guest to go up there, but now he's in a space where these these athletes can go up there and when they get in trouble, they can have the interview with Pat McAfee. Leagues are going to be reaching out to see if they can come up there and talk to them about their situation. You get me? Now, I know you talked about previously about him being pigeonholed into the Disney and all that. Let's let's listen to what he said the deal is and let's tell me if it's cap or not, basically. Ladies and gentlemen, we have some massive news. Our show is going to be entering its next phase. In doing so, we must say thank you to AJ Hawk for all of his time and contributions to the program. I'm sure I had a jolly good time, fellas. I'll see you later. I'd also like to announce that the toxic table will no longer be toxic. No, no, instead, there'll be the suit and tie table. Yeah. We're not done. Tone Diggs, who grew up on the same exact street as me, will still be talking about gambling, but not on my show anymore. No, no, only on Hammer Don. Hell yeah. Yeehaw, buddy. And last but not least, our show will be moving into a block format. So the boys in the back will have their hands full with the A block, the B block, the C block, and the D block every damn day. Darn right. That was a lot. We ain't changing a damn thing. That was literally the starter for every conversation with everybody this up to something season. Dead middle, probably, yeah, of up to something mm-hmm. season right now. And I must say, it was a wild up to something season this year. Everything's moving and escalating quickly. And the only reason it happens is because you people watch. It ended with four significant offers from four great platforms slash networks that were all represented by fantastic human beings. It was truly an honor getting to talk and meet with everybody from everywhere. I appreciate you all. I think I relayed that message enough for you to understand that all. A lot of massive news coming out of this particular operation, and it's the biggest. This is is, is big. What I discovered in these negotiations that I represented us in is that our show is what a lot of these suit folk are now viewing as the future of daily sports talk. I think that's a really cool thing. A few years back, none of these networks would even give me a meeting. Now, we're the tip of the spear of what sports media needs to be in its next chapter. I'm honored that what the boys, our fans, and I have created has been studied, accepted, and ultimately seemingly appreciated by these multi-billion dollar networks with hundreds, if not thousands of employees. It only happens because all you motherfuckers that watch and follow along, with that being said, The rumors were accurate, but they didn't tell the entire tale. Beginning this fall, our show will be live on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and ESPN's YouTube all at the same damn time. It'll be Get Up, First Take, then our program on ESPN and ESPN Plus, and our show will be live on ESPN's YouTube as well. I wouldn't agree to a deal if we couldn't continue to hang out every day with the YouTube community. This show will always remain free to people. Just know that this YouTube thing here, 
this will always exist. It was actually a sticking point in some conversations with some networks. And now, our show will also be on in every airport, cafe, restaurant, house, etc., with the incomparable power of ESPN. Out of respect for that, we have decided that we won't be saying fuck nearly as much, but every other word is good to go. Shout out Michael Jordan in the last dance. They had a lot of success. He said fuck all the time. We won't be doing that because it's middle of the day, but everything else will be good. This guy's a loose cannon. Yeah. This part's important though for folks who were speaking out of pocket and rather disrespectful last week. Relax. We will still have full creative control of the program. I will never ever sacrifice this show for anything. Why would ESPN want to license our show and then change it entirely? That would make no sense. Why would I want to go to a place and have to change the program entirely? That makes no sense. We're too dumb to change. Jimmy Pataro and I have had incredible conversations about what ESPN can look like tomorrow and how it doesn't have to be what it looked like yesterday or even today. The program will never lose its soul. The toxic table is still going to be. AJ Hawk ain't going anywhere. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. And my intention was to play for the New York Jets. In the trenches, everything DB, Coach P's keys, our show is still our show, just with a bit more reach and access due to partnering with the worldwide leader. In closing, we are insanely honored that Paisano, Jimmy Pataro, brand new president of content, Burke Magnus, and Bob Father, shout out Bob Iger, are blessing us with this opportunity to be a part of the next chapter of the ESPN family. We do not take that lightly. We're gonna work our asses off to make sure this is a success, not only because of those fine gentlemen's faith in us, but also so that other shows, just like ours, can see these same types of opportunities in the future. ESPN will still have its debates and super serious and riveting analysis. Who is on crack? But all parties involved agree that the time has come for a bunch of sports stooges in a Thunderdome in Indiana <laughs> to sprinkle in some fun and some celebration of sport as well. I'm back in this saddle tomorrow. I can't wait to see you all. I will answer any more questions that potentially come in the next 24 hours. Let's continue to do some historic shit together this fall. Let's change the game forever. Cheers and thank you all. I am eternally grateful. Hey, you remember back in the day when uh, SportsCenter used to do the top 10 and then they used to do the not top 10? Yeah. So basically, how I'm sensing it is, SportsCenter back then, it sounded like they were, well, it felt like they were like pretty loose. Like they were letting back the reins. They would show a lot of um, off the wall shit on there. And the viewers liked it. I never understood when the not top 10 and the top 10 really went away because that was like a big thing for sports. The top 10 did go away. I didn't even realize I, that. Why it went away. Rest in peace, Stuart Scott. You get me like so like I've always thought like that was so big and so important because like that's how some people used to view what happened in the day. I yeah. remember like I remember like fucking the Cardinals going on a run like we was like what we won like eleven games and we was on like the fucking radar on ESPN everything going about me watching that it's kind of seemed like ESPN is trying to loosen up again. They trying to get show you a different side of the sports and all that, the more human aspect. Because you look at sports nowadays, it'd be kind of like fucking 
um, gladiator type shit. Like the fans just watching motherfuckers go at it in the arena, but we really never get the human aspect of, all right, it's bloopers to this shit. It's shit people fuck up. They actually trying. Oh, not to put it, but with the Pat McAfee I show, think, it, I know. I think it's. I think it started. I don't want. It could have been a little bit before the George Floyd, but right when the whole when the real big political buzz when everybody was getting political. That's that's I think where it started, and the numbers probably took a a rise because everybody wanted to talk about something political, but then it didn't it didn't continue because people don't come to ESPN for to get content that's either Fox News or CNN, and yeah. I think that's that's where the change t- took place. Yeah, and I feel like with Pat McAfee, what they're going to bring back to ESPN is kind of that loose feeling. And like what you get from shows like ours, and we're trying to emulate basically the formula that they set in place for us, the Pat McAfee them, and other shows alike, is that we're loose. We can actually talk about these things in the aspect to make people laugh. We can bring the audience around. We know how to be human. We're not just robots. We don't. We didn't go to school to get some journalism degree. That we know how to just sit in a box and talk about the sport and never actually show you that it's human beings behind the fucking catcher's like box. Like it's it's human beings doing these things. I think they're gonna bring back a totally different aspect to ESPN. All these networks are gonna start trying to follow suit. And that is going to open the door for a lot of content creators who are pushing and doing what we do to actually get a foot in the door. So even thinking about getting a foot in the door, a most recent guy, your boy, Draymond, he is it is it is this the wave of former players taking over sports media? Or is it a really a way to get our foot in the door and take over this sports game? Man, so when I keep saying this, like former players, uh, they love to take over sports media, and I think that is a good thing, give the players a voice so that we can get a different outlook of what actually they think in the locker room because it's different aspects that we never get to experience because we watch the game. I've been watching basketball since I want to say I was eight years old. I've been watching football probably like two years after. And then baseball, I've been watching that since I was a run, like since I was a, a young boy. And we've been watching these sports our whole lives. They've been playing them. They made it to the highest levels. They continue. We all can bring something totally different to the table because you look at a Draymond, what he does on his show, he gives you the player side of the house. But if a Draymond Green was to bring on someone who doesn't have, like, let me put it in an example, like what Gil used to do. Gil had a kid who never played in the league. What Pat Bev does, a kid who never played in the league, and they can talk to you, they can ask you questions because we come with an ignorance to what you actually went through. But we can tell you how we viewed it on the outside. Oh, that shit was weak. Oh, we heard you got kicked out for gun charges. Oh, we heard this and that. We can tell you what the fans thought. Because if the players are just talking, well, I think we talked about it last time. Sometimes when they talk about these X's and O's too much, we start yawning. We start yawning. So, it got to be some type of different type of environment. You got to have a different type of voice. But I think the the players getting into the sports media is good. But shit, don't drown it. 
Don't the try. only thing that I don't like is anytime they just they try to make an argument. Listen to listen to what they say closely. Either it don't matter if it's JJ Reddick, Draymond, Mark, Mark Jackson, Doggo, Matt. It doesn't matter who it you didn't is. play. You never played. They're, no, they're gonna start it off by. They're gonna always start it off with this whole phrase where, um, I did it, so I know, or you didn't do it, so I would be able to t- like that. You didn't play yeah, mentality. Man. Like it's it's so it's so annoying. It really yeah, is. That shit gets pretty old. Like one hundred percent. Yeah, you got a different outlook than me. And yes, you did it. You did it at a high level for a long time. But motherfucker, understand that I'm giving you an opinion of mine. And if I feel this way, there is cowards of Americans who's going to feel this way too. That's just how it goes. So for the American people, man, we're starting at today because we usually big on our XFL league. But we're gonna get put it on pause because we had too much this weekend. So where where do you want to start off from? Where do you want to start? Man, I am going. We're gonna start with the quick stuff first. All right, we're gonna go ahead and start about Miami cooking up some fucking Celtics. What do you want to start about? <laughs> like it ain't you don't you don't care or? Yeah, I'm just saying, man. Like, listen to me. This Miami team. They have kept the same pace of basketball. Are we? Yeah, they have kept the same pace of basketball, the same formula to get them to this point. They have not switched up offenses for no team they have faced. They have been running two sets of different defenses. The fourth quarter, they run it the exact same every single game. Mm-hmm. They up nothing. They're keeping it simple, and they're fucking drilling through teams. Pause. Like it is nothing. They have no nobody has answered them. As I look at the Boston Celtics, it's no answer for what they're going to do about Jimmy Butler. Okay, so right. for start, so for starters, right. even 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 if you starting off with there's no answer for Jimmy Butler, what was your thoughts coming in on this series? Because you being from St. Louis, you constantly reap the praises of a Jason Tatum. Give me the insight of coming into this series. Where did you think this series was going to go before you even saw any games? That's All right. That's I thought Jason Tatum was going to score the ball in the fourth quarter. Mm. He hasn't. He hasn't. I think he has zero points through two games in the fourth quarter. That is horrendous. That is, you're not giving your team a chance to win. You're the best player on the floor, and you're not putting the ball up in the air. But is it just this series? Because yes, he had that one monster game where he went like, like he he went like what what was it one for thirteen and or zero for thirteen in the first half first first half, and then took over the, the um, second half in the Philly series. But that yeah. was just one game. He but wasn't he, I, scoring like that in the fourth quarter. This most of this playoff, if we're being honest, I got you. Yeah, but he got his team over the hump with that one game, and he has support. Jalen Brown, all them, they haven't been able to give an adequate amount of support to him through this fucking Miami series. And if you're seeing, if you're the star player for your team and you can't pick up the pace, I don't see his statement. What was his statement? I'm one of the top top five players in the league right now. I don't see how that statement holds true. 
because this league is about what you do in the postseason, not what you so, do in the regular. So is my argument wrong? Because I we was at dinner the other day, right? And then we was out with this, and I was like, anytime you're around a Knicks fan or anybody from New York, they swear if you disagree with their argument or you disagree with Yo, how they fit. They feel about basketball. You don't know what you're talking about, right? So I basically, I basically told them I was like, "Hey, my my stance has never changed. My stance is, you need if they they supposed to win a championship by now. If they tank and they do not win, it doesn't matter if they make it to the to the NBA finals. If they don't win an NBA final." You need to trade Jason Tatum. And here is my reason why. No, I'm not saying Jalen Brown is better than Jason Tatum. But the argument that I was trying to get and see if you can understand what I'm saying. If you trade Jason Tatum, you will get more value than you were to get a Jalen Brown, if we're Mm -hmm. being honest. And I would much rather get that value for a Jason Tatum than the value of a Jalen Brown, and you can, yeah. you can you can go. And, and is that is that is that dumb? Like he tried to, they literally try to make you seem like you're dumb. No, because then you're gonna have another situation where you can't you. It's like a James Harden, Kevin Durant, or a Melo situation where you don't you either not get anything for them, or you don't get nothing equal value, or you wait too long, pay, keep paying them like a DeAndre Aiden. You keep paying them. And then all of a sudden, hey, we got to get rid of him now because he passed he, he passed his peak. Yeah. So I'm gonna say this, right? I I understand what you're saying, but then again, with trading any of them, it's a scary moment because where did the Celtics team go wrong at? They went wrong with the offensive mindset. They didn't lock in on defense this whole season. Last year, what took them to the finals was their defense. This year, they have been focusing on offense through the regular season and through the postseason. And you get to the Eastern Conference Championship, offense isn't simply going to get you there. You need to be able to make stops. You need to be able to put the fucking – create turnovers. But it, but it, but is that wrong? Because it's new coaching and exactly with Eric White, Grant Williams, like they have, they have the players to that's use my offense. Coaching staff has not pushed – defense this season it was a new but is coach it wrong? Have, what but i'm saying is it wrong because on paper they have the talent to put those offensive numbers it, up it is wrong you got to understand it is wrong because a team is going to go off of the mindset the coaches put in their heads if the coach is saying score the ball no one can outscore us and you stick through that mindset through regular season when postseason come you can't say all right we got to lock in on offense because you have been pushing Score the ball. No one can outscore us through this whole season. This team is not defensive built anymore. Ime Udoko is not there. That was his thing, defense. An interim coach came in, and he just wanted them to do what they could do to get to the postseason. They got there, and now they don't have the fundamentals to win a championship because they're not defensive-based. So what what round did you come to this conclusion where they weren't ready to win the championship? Because the series Philly. isn't over. Philly. Philly, literally in Philly. I didn't even think they was going to win that series. 
and Philly wasn't a complete team. And that, that was the scariest part because there was a defensive sound enough to stop James Harden, to, to okay. stop Maxi. Not even saying Embiid because Embiid didn't have a great series. But, I mean, Harden didn't fucking have a good game uh, seven either. But at the same time, bro, I was like, Philly might take this series. But a lucky, so I mean, great game so from fucking Jason Tatum got them over that hump. Bro, they're not defensively sound. So where do you see James Harden moving there? Do you feel like he's going back to Houston? I don't know if that's going to do him. Bro, I really don't know. If he goes back to Houston, he goes back to Houston. It sounds like he's about to do a farewell tour. I'm not sure why the fuck he would do that. I mean, if he's leaving Philly, Philly need to make some moves for another star because I think Embiid about to leave too. So let's get back to this series. If Miami, who, who do you have winning this go. series out of Miami and Boston? I got Miami winning. But say, if Miami lose, I can see Embiid ending up in Miami. Because of the connection with um, JB. Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I think but I don't want to diss the current the current MVP. But is he? Do you think it's better that he got his MVP so he? Because he's going he's going to have to embrace Heat culture. He can't come in there and and do what he did in Philly. I think he'll embrace. I think he that, wants to. That last game, like. I, I can completely understand why Doc Rivers got fired. I don't know if it was point in times where I understand your stars, you leave your stars in to be stars, but sometimes if they're just – because he was taking over mostly. Like, he was just getting in the paint, but he was just missing shots that he normally makes. But at some point, coaching has to get involved and say, this player is cold. We need to run the offense when he was hurt. Run it through Tyrese Maxey or James yeah. Harden gets a confidence when Joel Embiid's not on the court. And I don't I think, think it's like a scare factor. I don't think I don't think it's a scare factor. I just think it's a mentality because we're going into the Lakers series. No. I think Austin Reeves turns up when Braun isn't in the game. So I, I literally feel like that is a reason to fire a coach. If you it's good to have a star player on the court. It's good to have Joel Embiid on the court, but if you see that the offense works better when he's not, not, not denying that. Yeah, but if you see the offense is working better when he is not playing and we can create something when he is not on the court, that is like when a team is down fucking 10, they're down fucking 20 going into five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they take out their starters and they put in that fucking bench. The bench start turning up, they bring the game back. Don't put them fucking starters back. They couldn't figure it out. Keep them bench players in because they figured something out. Like, that. that's what it is. If we could create something, if we can get this back close with running another system, then we have to do that. You can't be scared about getting fired or not keeping the right players in if you're a coach. You got to be taking chances to get that victory. And when a coach ain't taking chances – Get his ass the fuck up out of there. I am all for firing these coaches. <laughs> firing these coaches, like, right away? Because some of these coaching firings has been 
bro. Like yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's why. That's why you see a Greg Milwaukee Popovich was doing fucking... well. No, Milwaukee was horrendous. But that's why you see a Greg Popovich, a Steve Kerr, a Eric Spoelstra, a Mike Tomlin. We talk about football. That's that's the loyalty is like. It's like when now or you get fired. Is that's no way to build because Pop wouldn't have had his job if he were to if he had a, a few. When was the last time the Spurs won a championship? Bro, Pop should be fired. Pop should have been fired years if ago. If he's on another team, yes. But the fact that they were about to draft Wimby and he has the resources to get a Tony Parker who is from the French, France, and Manu Ginobili. French. Isn't a first round pick? I said France. Where I say the French? Yeah, <laughs> bro. I'm. I'm just wee saying. Wee wee, wee, wee Patty. Get on my booty. Ain't even gotta go there. I think Wimbe's. I think the way they're setting that kid up, he's gonna be a bust. It's no way for him to be a victor in this situation. Wow. Like yes. Like his play style now is it has bust written all over. But he's getting. He's getting. He's getting something that. That Kawame Brown never got. And that's a culture. That's a village. He's getting a family. He's getting he's me, right? getting structure. I hear you. I hear you and all. But listen to why I think he's gonna be a bust. Who did they compare this man to? They have been comparing him to No, the- they say he's an alien. You can all the players playing exactly. now, they all call him an alien. One of they- one him up to be the greatest NBA player of all time. It's impossible for him to fail. That's that's how they put it. You're going to be a bust. The moment that he doesn't win a ring. How? LeBron was crowned king at 16 and 20 years in the league. He has literally, literally, bro. LeBron is an anomaly. He lived up to the hype. He lived up to the hype. You just brought up Kwame Brown. What happened to him? He, he didn't live up to the he, hype. Bro, Le, there LeBron Crown. There are thousands of stories of people not of not living up to the hype. You got one of someone living up to it. When was the last player that LeBron we're not talking about LeBron? We're not talking about any older players. We're talking about the LeBron era. When was the last time LeBron crowned a player? Because this clip that come out that LeBron, when he was in the league, he bigged up Steph and talked about how good Steph was coming out of college, but he didn't call him one-on-one. He didn't say he was going to be an alien. They they called him the greatest player that could potentially play the game of basketball. When have LeBron or Steph ever done bro, it? I don't care, bro. I literally do not care. I am telling about you. about the I, pros, pro. Bro, you love bro. pros. Listen to this and listen to you just the man who just said you get too much of the pros always thinking they word is fucking biting. I, I see what you, I see from women. T- I never thought what they thought. I'm telling you, bro. I don't like this style. You 7-5. You, yeah, you could shoot over the whole fucking team. But fucking get your ass in a game against fucking Joker. Get your ass in the game against Bam out of bio, and I get you getting bruised. You're talking up. about all these people, bro. We saw him against Kenny Lofton, but he was 16 at the time. But we saw him then. He was getting by. He was getting, bro. He was getting by. I don't think these players, I don't think they, 
it until the slim bill gets played out, if players like Jimmy Butler, if players like give me give me another play, like players with a nice build, players oh, that are because you're talking about it. Who's about to be PJ Tucker? You know who's about to snap, bro? The boy going number two to Jordan. Scoot, Scoot. You like? I haven't seen Scoot. Have you seen bro, Scoot recently? He is a fucking beast, bro. I have literally. I keep, I keep hearing this, bro. I would literally take him number one. I swear to okay. you. Okay, so what is so? Why do you think he's going number two? Even though the Hornets currently have a Lamelo Ball, he's not healthy, but they have Lamelo Ball. They have Terry Rozier. They have what he's is it, been, Brent Graham? Bro, I'm telling you, listen to me, bro. You need to go. take another guard. He's like what, sixteen? Bro, could you pull up his highlights for us, bro? He is an absolute unit. The physique on the kid is amazing. I think he's like fucking nineteen. Looks like a grown man. He got a fucking mid range jump out this road. He got a three out this road, and he has fucking freak bounce. I'm about to see because this is, folks. If you're listening now, I'm gonna let you know on a little something. Khalil isn't a big fan of videos and all that, but for the fact of him to say pull up his highlights, that means he is really into this player. I just had to give y'all that insight because Khalil does not like watching videos that much. Nah, I really don't. I so really what? So what about? So what about his game is is unique? Like who do? Give me something he who he um is comparable to. The boy out of the temple was what's his name? Uh, Ant Man. Ant Man. Watch, watch him, bro. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Give me a little insight of who he is. He's been in the G League, so no college experience. No. Nope. Do, do you think that helps or hurts players? Um, I think it depends on the player, honestly. Mm-hmm. It depends on what you want from the game. I think the G League can help you if you're coming in with the love of the game, just trying to get competition, but it can hurt you if you're trying to, like, just go get that check that the G League has in rather than going to college. <laughs> but now that's kind of out the windows with fucking, uh, with college being able to get the fucking NIL deals well for their car. So before he starts, give me give me a comparable player. Give me a player that you can Ant. say. Oh, you said Anthony. Oh shit, bro. Hold on, cause I cause I keep hearing his name, but I don't watch him play. Like I I I cause I cause I'm so stuck on this Wimby kid. Cause they're so everybody like, oh he's number he's number one he's number one. Bro. He's. Mm. Is this a disservice to him as a player? Because the fact that that San Antonio has the first pick, I don't think they would do him. I think the the fit is better for Wimby than a Scoot before I, I even watch him play. Place, huh? I think Scoot is going to the perfect place. Perfect place. What benefit? Even though Jordan might be selling the team. Cause you don't even know if he's number, bro. They have guards, like, bro. If they don't take him, if they don't take him, and they give 
the Trailblazers a chance to get him, him and Dame on the same team? I don't think that Dame has literally said. I know he's not with the rebuild. I know. Like ha- adding another guard, like it can be a minute before he develops. Bro, like he, he, he might his his ceiling is you his ceiling it? is. I'm looking. His ceiling is going to be farther than CJ McCollum. But I don't think Dame is going to wait the maybe two, probably three. How long did Jay, How long did it take Ja to develop into the star he is right now? How long did it take? Yeah. Rookie season, bro. Was it his rookie season? Because he wasn't yeah. better than Zion his rookie season now. Come Zion, big kid. And Zion, Ja won. You said what? Ja won rookie of the year. And that's when me and you had the conversation. You said, who do I think is going to be the better player? Okay, job won rookie of the year, but the game that Zion, bro, you stop, don't play some matches with me. Zion, job won rookie of the year, but the games that we watch and the games that he played, Zion was a obviously better player. Yeah, if you say so. I don't care about Zion. Look at this kid, man. Look at this kid, man. That's what we always do when. Why do we always quick to diss players before they can actually get five years in the league? You are we already on the draft. Oh, it's so already Tom, on the next one. Literally, your timeline in the NBA. Why do you want more? Why do you think people need to pay your respect when you're not getting out there on the court? Zion was fully healthy and didn't play. He said he wasn't mentally ready to play. Why do I got to give you any type of fucking leeway? You're not that mentally ready. I'm not mentally ready to give you leeway. I don't think you're him anymore. So tell me. So I'm looking at his game. He's currently doing pick and roll and talking about his first step right. How in any way, hypothetically, if Portland were to get school, how in any way would this help Dane? This is another Simmons situation. They have Simmons probably might not be better than Scoot from what I'm watching. But Simmons is a hell of a good player. All right, so look. How, how can that not – like, it's going to be the same situation. No, it won't. So I think in this situation, someone like this, when you can't create – well, when the team can create offense without you being all the time, all the time active. If Damian Lillard does not have to be on the ball 24-7 and the team could create offense, it gives him time to get open. If someone else is a scorer at that level, then it gives Damian Lillard more open looks, more time to roam. They can find him easier. That's just how I look at it, bro. Like, I mean, but that sounds good. But what we've known is this playoffs put it on known is the big man is what's needed to actually win games. Yeah, that's true. And I've always been an advocate of going back to the big man on the court. But I'm telling you, this is a good place to start. I'm not saying that he should go to the Trailblazers. I'm saying that fuck it. If uh, – what's their names? Jordan if they If they fuck up, the Hornets fuck up, and they don't take him, man, oh, man. But do you understand why he wouldn't go number one, though? Like, if even if he becomes a better player than Wimby, I think that's a gamble you have to take to take him when be number one is because of the history you yeah. have. And I think it's going to draw ticket sales and everything. So even if Wimby becomes a bus, right, your team is going to make so much money off of a bus 
that it's not going to hurt you in the long run. I, like I, this is how I'm looking at it. Everybody's already comparing, already comparing this kid to David Robinson and Tim Duncan's and and I feel like it's just a See, okay, okay, okay. I think they they want him on that same level as big man greats, but ain't nobody compare him to David Robinson now. Come, come I swear on. to God, I swear to God, I was literally game wise. He hasn't lifted a weight probably in his life. Are you oh, talking about comparing him yeah, to David hey, Robinson, bruh? I'm just telling you. Don't do, don't do our military. Don't do our military people like that, bro. We're we're built different. Don't do us like that. Hey, it ain't me. Go ESPN and they already doing this, bro. They saying the boy is the fucking greatest prospect ever, which is Man, fucking. Let's, but let's get into the greatest player ever, my boy. Hey. LeBron James. Hey. Dog. I'm speechless. Because I'm we were on the phone. Really not. I am really not speechless. We were on the phone and I literally told you, I said, I, I was right to a certain extent, but I was wrong. Because I said, I don't think that Jamal Murray can consistently do this throughout the entire game. And he didn't play like he did in the first half, but he didn't make mistakes. That's, that was – he didn't. Like, the first half was crazy. The second half was good, great. The That's what I mean. The first half was just crazy. The second half was great. It wasn't the same. Because if it was the same, this shit would have went way out of hand. Bro, I, I say this, right? I say this. It took a while for Jamal Murray to get here to this point of playing at the level he is. And I am happy for him, bro. Like I am honestly very happy for the dude. Mm-hmm. He is putting his team in a position to win a championship. When I say he is, because Joker can't do it alone. We are obviously saying that it is ways to stop Joker. But with but Jamal that's the game. That's games that you need off. Like Joker may not had his best game stat wise. But if you watched him, he wasn't making those live passes. He was nobody was really banging with him in the paint. So I wouldn't say this is a rest game, but this is a game where he's like, Man, I can breathe a little bit. I can go in the game four and five and take half over he, like I used to. Second half he took over, and that was the beautiful part, bro. I think Jamal Murray is finally stepping into himself. And I don't want to say it too early, and then he goes a fucking next year he's something different, but he is playing. Like no, he, oh, this this is what I meant. So the Jimmy Butlers and the the Jamal Murrays and the Austin Reed, like this this is what I meant. So their style of play, I love because most of the time, if you see Jamal, if you see Jamal Murray playing, like it's a guard playing his back to the basket, like Kobe used to do, bro. Yeah. I got so tired of seeing everybody want to be Steph. Everybody wanted to be Jordan, like Jordan, like Steph is an exceptional player but He's the players one, the, the players that the players that people are playing like like i get like you look at jordan Poole, and that's what the nba is trying to be that bro, bullshit bro say this say this right out of everybody who's came in this league after steph curry and have tried to play like steph curry it is only one player who has succeeded yeah. trey young it's like you can't do it basically so I don't know why players keep trying to do it. Literally, Jamar Murray is showing you 
going back to the basics of being a shooting guard, of being a guard, is how you're going to be great. It's how you're going to be good in this league. And I think Steph, so when did when did the Warriors win their first championship? Was it 2013, 2014? Uh, 2013, 2014. Shit, I don't know. 14, 15? Yeah, 14, 15? No, we was in high school then. Did they win the championship when we was in high school or 16? May have yeah, been. Well, when we was in school, I know it. Yeah, yeah so so we were all young, basically. So yeah. the difference is, is that most of these players now, like Trey was doing this in Trey was doing it in high school. Like he was doing it before the Warriors even won a championship. So yes, he probably was looking at the game film of Steph, but Steph wasn't Steph won Trey's like come up. Now, when Steph became Steph, then that's when most of these players like I need to add Al Horford is shooting threes. Like most that's when the players later on in their careers after they were already NBA talent. Like Jordan Poole, they were going to D1 schools before Steph became Steph. You get what I'm saying? No, they wasn't. So they, yes, Jordan Poole was. Jordan. So if, you, if, you, if you say D'Angelo was already – they was already in school, him, Ben Jordan Simmons, Poole is Jordan way... Poole is younger. And Steph was already Steph. That's what I mean. Bro, so it's Steph – for over set for over 10 years now. Trey, bro, how do you know the difference between you're doing it and then you're watching your favorite player do it and trying to emulate that? Bro, when 2000, Trey was coming. Bro, 2013, Steph was doing this. Literally, they were in, they was losing the NBA championship to the Heat. I mean, no, that was 2012 they lost to the Heat. What are you saying, bro? These niggas was jits. They were young. It's a difference between they didn't cramp. Okay. So maybe you're not understanding me. Championship 2013. Maybe you're not understanding me. It's a difference between when Steph became Stephen fucking Curry, the greatest shooter of all time. Yes, Steph was doing his thing. But nobody was sitting there crowning him the greatest shooter of all time. People were still playing the game how they play the game. Bro, in it wasn't until that. Bro, when they won that championship, he was crowned the greatest shooter of all time. No, was the first MVP one. No, season. he was not. That was his MVP season, bro. It doesn't matter. He was not. He he wasn't crowned the best shooter of all. He was. Yeah, he the was. Fuck, he was, bro. He hit. He like, wasn't what, crowned what? the best shooter of all time until KD got there, bro. No, he was. Oh, you're nuts, bro. Bro, before, before, before he was, before he was near breaking Ray Allen's record, they was. It was still them old. It it was probably crowned it to you, but the I remember it like it was yesterday. Stephen A. No, Smith yeah. and Ar Skip Bay, they were all still talking about Reggie Miller. During nah. those times, yes, they were. I, I remember stick watching the them talking about bigging up Reggie Miller. Bro, stick the football because you're a lot, you're nuts right oh now. Oh my god, you're full of bruh. Like, you're how you do not remember that. I remember that time like it was yesterday, bro. They that, were not trying to bro, give Steph that crown, 
They were not trying to give Steph the crown. That was the year that they lost to the Heat. They wasn't trying to give him the crown. The it was heat. after his MVP season because he did not break the record. Bro, I, I remember it. I was sitting because I was sitting there like, why are y'all not going to give Steph the greatest shooter of all time? They were not. They didn't believe it. They were not trying to give it to him. Steph had to make it undeniably that he was the greatest shooter of all time. Undeniable. It wasn't the first MVP. Oh, you're wilding right now. Honestly, I remember them trying to not give it to him, but it was not that late. It was not no 2014. They wasn't trying to give it to him. Bro, yes, it bro. We were still in high school. Yes, it was. Bro, I played basketball in high school. And okay, so you know that people were not saying, okay, the kids were. We're talking about the older generation that that finally gave that LeBron might be the greatest player of all time. How long? Like, why are you why why are you acting like this is this isn't a thing, bro? No, I'm going to tell you it's not a thing because I remember it. Steph was the greatest shooter in 2014. The greatest shooter in the game, but we're no, talking about all time. I'm saying of all time. You're, bro, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. You are yes, not. You know I, bro. Nigga, I'm saying I'm not doing it because you're completely wrong. Don't say okay. I know you, right? Okay. You're we're, completely we're wrong. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to put a scenario, see if, follow along with me. Uh, here we Who go. Who is the face of the NBA right now? Fuck. I really don't know. Um. Damn, that's a good one, bro. I really don't know. I want to say Brian, but then it's like Luca. Okay. Is Luca not? Okay. So put it like this. That that was that was a that was a question. It could be subjective to everybody. These constant recent about that about Ja. What is the main thing that's keeping him in the league because everyone is saying Ja is the face of the league. What? <laughs> so listen. So listen. You call me crazy. See, that's the, that's the problem. You probably don't think so. But if you talk to these young kids, which we were the young kids when Steph was coming out, so we probably think he's great. These kids think you just said Luca, LeBron. These kids are why do you think this whole thing about Ja doing this is so astronomical? Bro, they are placing Ja as the face of the league. Bro, Ja, hold on, one more, one more. Ja literally, Ja literally replaced Kyrie from a Nike shoe deal. Okay, so look, I hear you right, and I, I listen to you. Ja was not the face of the league, not even to the young kids. I was just in these high schools recruiting a couple months ago, and you know this. Literally, Luca Magic was the jersey every kid had on. I swear to you, I probably didn't see not one Ja jersey. The face of the league, bro, we say the face of the league. 
You're talking about the next year. He's one unanimous in the postseason. That's not it. That's literally Ja isn't, bro. Like in no type of way. The face of the league, what LeBron was. No, literally the face of the league is literally what they have given to Luca. Luca has got the keys to the fucking city, bro. Whenever Luca does something, Luca drop a 50-point game. It could be three other players in the league who just did the same thing. Who is getting the media coverage? That is the face of the league. I can't tell you John Morant's highest scoring game this season. Do you get me, bro? Luca them not making the playoffs. No one said it was Luca's fault. They said it was Kyrie. Because Luca can't take that blame. He's the face. The league won't put the blame on him. John Morant them fucking up. The first thing everybody say is they take it all the way back to the beginning of the season. Well, not the beginning of the season. John Morant getting suspended. They say it was John's fault. When the Lakers wasn't getting over the hump, what did they uh -huh. say? They didn't have no pieces around Kobe Bryant. When LeBron lost to the Spurs, they said he can't do it by himself. So when can we go? It's so, on line, bro. They always make up excuses. There have been no excuses okay. made up for job. Okay. You're completely right about excuse not being made. But if, we, if you want to go back to that topic, you can but for the excuse of you not knowing that Steph was not named the greatest shooter until then, I'm going to give you a little insight and tell me if I'm wrong because this video is only two years old. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Skip Bayless isn't the only person with this same sentiment at that time. To me, but is Steph better than Blake? Yeah, so yeah. I'm not, I don't hate on Steph. I loved on Steph. I defended him to that point, but I see what I see and I react to what I don't see. And I don't see him measure up to two MVPs, one unanimous in the postseason. I have not seen it and I need to see that. And I'm not writing him off. I'm not going to write him completely off because he's got a chance to right the wrong this year well, and next year. Well, first of all, if a guy's outside the top 20, there's no way in hell he can get into the – if he's outside the top 20, he can't make it into the top 10. What can he do? Go win an MVP. He make, got make, two make, of them. One of them unanimous. No, he I goes, mean a finals MVP. Go win a finals MVP. And you put him in the top 10? No, I, I just get him in the top 20. Man, if Steph Curry ain't in the top 20 right now with what he's done. Okay. Well, he got... But that was players of all time, not shooters. Bro, who do you think is 20 above him? I won't agree with that. I'm not saying I agree this with that. Years, I'm saying no, that was, no our, this was two years. This was two years was after our, he broke. He he broke. No, listen, let me give you the backstory of why I put that video instead of the shooter topic. Because because I have to search that again for you. Bro, there that was the 20 of all time two years ago, only because he just broke the three-point record after that. So that stands on my argument because they were doing anything to deny him before he broke the record. This was Brother, after the record, and they didn't even have him in top 20. Brother, that is literally not our argument. That I don't care about that. 
That is not our argument. They did not. He broke the three-point record, right or wrong. And then they tried to say he wasn't top 20. What I'm trying to get you to understand is before he broke the three-point record, he already won an MVP, right or wrong. Before he yeah. broke the three-point record, he already broke it. He already won the MVP, right? Yep. They Twice. still didn't have him in the top shooter of all time because he didn't even break. It, was, it didn't matter that he didn't break the record. He wasn't close to breaking the record by the time he won the MVP. Bro, you so, don't have any argument here. You didn't prove anything with that video. That was a top 20 player of all time. You didn't prove nothing. I, I'm trying. I don't see how you don't understand that. Nigga, I am telling you why. You didn't prove nothing with that video. That is Skip Bayless bugging out about his top 20. Not trying to put stuff in but his you, But you're saying, you're acting like Skip Bayless or any other reporter is the only one with that argument. Skip I'm Bayless not, isn't a person just with that argument. Brother, I'm saying, yeah, it could be a bunch with that argument about him not being in top 20 greatest of all time. They're bugged out because he is definitely in my top 20. I am saying that is not what our original argument was. You are off cue, nigga. Wound that shit back in because that's not what we is talking about. Well, let me know. Let me let, let, let me know. Greatest shooter of all time. When did he get them rams? Reigns, whatever the fuck. When did he get that? Not when he was placing somebody's top 20 all the time. What was we talking about before you went back to that video? I was cooking up something. You were talking about John and all that bullshit. Yeah, nigga, I cooked you up on that. Go ahead. No, you did not. I did not the face. Because I'm still I'm still like the fans, y'all need to understand. I'm still on this topic of you acting like he. So John Moran is the face of the league. Hello. Say that again. I'm finding the video for you. Brother, talk to me. So John Moran is the face of the league. From a kid's perspective, yes. No, you're fucking nuts. No, he's not. No, he Tell is not. Tell me why I'm not. I didn't say I didn't say he was the face of the league. I'm saying how you how we thought. Who was the face of the league back then? We may not agree with who is the face of the league now. That's saying you are saying John Morant is the face of the league is basically like saying and you're going to get mad at this. That there was a year that Carmelo Anthony was the face of the league. Just because he gets the kids excited. Doesn't mean he was ever the face of the fucking league, bro. He could be a top player, but he is not the face. Am I wrong? You are pretty wrong. What and I found a vi I found a video for you. I can't even listen to what you saying bro because we, we you, you gonna you gonna you gonna get this work i'm sorry because <laughs> right. i can't believe you don't remember this hold on Eight, 7 p.m get there early folks get there early
want to make sure it's not the last home game of the season. Warriors have been really good at Chase Center this season, 33-8 and eight in the regular season. Now, I know they dropped a couple so far in these playoffs, game six to Sacramento, game one to the L.A. Lakers. So they need to rectify that and get their home court back. But Dub Nation, time to stand up today. Get there early. Get there, there early. Cheer this team on, man. Cheer this team on. Uh, about eight years ago when he was doing doing that uh, analysis, for the, analysis for the San Francisco Giants, and he passed away and left us. And it's t- tough to speak on him because he was such a great dude, fun-loving guy, and we lost him. And one of the most powerful and, uh, you know, um, tremendous pitchers that we uh, – that 1971 season was just mm-hmm. tremendous. That's all I'm saying. Warriors, you don't think the Warriors have a shot to rally back from a 3-1 deficit, Rob? No, I don't. I really don't. Um, They're not a good road team, haven't been all year. I don't see them winning three games in a row. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do to to combat Anthony Davis and the size difference that they have. Three, three quarter shots and the circus and the confetti and all the other stuff and the shimmy and all those good things. Bro. He has not knocked down one of those shots. I think that's incredible. And when when you talk to NBA players, former players and people, and you ask them, who would you rather take the shot at the end of the game? Steph Curry's name never comes up. That's why he can't be considered the greatest shooter of all time. So you're not even giving him greatest shooter. First you went from greatest of all time, then you went to greatest no, shooter. No, it was never greatest of all time. Shooter, I'm talking about. Never, He was never in the greatest of all time conversation. Well, here's the thing, Rob. So we all saw this, and it's very specific, this 45 seconds that ESPN put out, right? Because Steph is 6 of 13 on those same shots from the minute to 45 second mark. But nobody is talking about that. So my question no, is... because he's 0 for 12. But my, okay, but my well, question is... run from that number. I'm not running from 12. it, but my question is, number one, what would be acceptable? And number two, who are who? What what are the numbers that if you're saying he's not the greatest shooter of all time, who has that number? That's oh, he he's beating Steph in here, so he's the greatest of all time. Who is that? No, I'm I'm just talking about when you try to crown somebody that, and and you can't use the idea that people would take Reggie Miller or Ray Allen at the end of the game, or even a Robert Ory at the end of the game over a Steph Curry. When you can add all of that together. So maybe you can't really call him the greatest shooter because of that. If he had, I'm not saying he had to be twelve, bro. Because that is a cooked idea. I was, I was wait, I was waiting till you say something. I was waiting till you say something. So, so that is what you're using as your evidence. What I'm, yes, what I'm using as my evidence is that the fact this is this is ten days ago. During the during the King series, right during the Lakers series, it's ten days ago, bro. At that time, people still before he even broke the record was not even having him as the greatest shooter of all time. People still that's because I don't know why he still feels like that way today. But at that time, I'm telling you, they did not have him as the greatest shooter of all time. I don't know what rock he was living under, nigga. That doesn't, bro. That's from ten days ago. A nigga saying some shit when the Warriors are down, saying that Steph Curry isn't a clutch shooter. That is that is his argument. It's not if he's the greatest shooter. His argument is literally if Steph Curry is the clutch shooter of all time. Greatest clutch shooter of all time. No, he was getting into greatest shooter. 
bro, he literally okay. said greatest shooter. Hey, okay, bro. Let me talk to you. Argument when they're bro, saying what they said. Real quick, God damn it, stop talking. I'm saying to you, when he brings up the 0 and 12 in the last minute of a game, he is talking about clutch moments. Because would you say to Ray Allen, Robert Horry, or fucking who is the other one? Reggie Miller are better shooters than Larry Bird. You would never. I would, I you, would, would, you would never. Because what he Okay, is what are we basing it off later, of? What are we basing it off of? That is what I'm saying, bro. What is he basing it off of? Because if no, you you're not saying that. You just asked if are those better shooters better than Larry Bird. That's what no. I'm trying to get to. If you stop talking, you you've been talking this whole time. I'm trying to get to a point. It's a point at the end of it, nigga. Just wait for it. You wouldn't say none of them niggas is better than a fucking bird because bird put up buckets throughout the entire game. So you want to say that none of nobody is a better shooter than Steph Curry because Steph Curry does it all throughout the game. Yes, he cut he's not a clutch shooter, obviously, but if you're just talking about the sheer the percentage-wise. On shots put up, Steph Curry is blowing niggas out of the water. Duh. 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 But what I'm trying to get through your head is the time before he won the three-point, people still... You haven't, video. you haven't pulled up videos from that. Okay, you pulled show, up. Let's we gotta get it. We gotta stick to schedule programming. But next show, I will pull the facts. So let's yeah, get off because you haven't pulled up. I have to do my research. I, I know the videos too, but I have you to do my research. Pull up. If you know, pull them up because you're pulling the videos from every other time period, and I ain't got time for that. All right, let me let me do my research because that's not one of the videos that we had on cue. And I hope we did get blocked because of that. Because I have to do my research to make sure I know the videos I can play. But don't worry, I wrote this down, and that's going to be the first topic on the next show. Yeah. All right, so the biggest thing that has happened in sports in the last 48 hours, I want to say in the last probably this year, is the Devin Haney Lomachenko decision. Me and you both watched that. We watched this fight. We watched the final face-off, the way he is everything in real time messaging each other talking about it as the shit is happening what did you think of the Devin Haney Lomachenko fight before we get into that at the weigh-ins before leading into the fight how did you take Devin Haney's approach to Loma in this moment right here I didn't I didn't like it at all in, in this moment, anything bad could happen. Anything bad could happen. What do you mean? Somebody could have got injured. Somebody could have got actually hurt. That's classless. Uh, you see it all the time, though. You do see fighters do this type of shit all the time. But you see fighters do it, but you've never seen Devin Haney do it. Did that not raise the eyebrow to you that he tried to... It, Instill fear because he know he may have lacked in a certain area compared to Loma. That's that's how I saw it. 
I didn't no. see it like everybody saw it like he's trying to punk him or anything. I saw it to where if you get in a situation and you know you're about to fight someone that may be a better fighter than you, that when you feel the hostility in the air, you hit first. So even if you lose the fight, most people only going to remember that, oh, oh, Khalil punched him first. Nah, bro. I you know, your, like, because sometimes, bro, when you come into an arena, some, some, or, or even like a street fight, you're most likely not going to back down from a fight, but logic comes to a play where you be like, this, this fighter may have an advantage over me. I'll say this, bro. Uh, people who always remember the ending. And I, I say this to go into what happened through the actual fight. I told you I thought that shit was classes, but when we go into the actual fight. No, so I agree with you. People remember the ending. If Brother, the for a ending Harry for if, a the, if the ending is oh that player got knocked out or the fight was just crazy. People remember that ending. But if it's close, if y'all battling with each other and the principal or the refs break it up or it's come to a split decision, people remember the biggest shots. Let's look into it. Coming up next, now in just a few moments, Vasily Lomachenko, the former two-time Olympic gold medalist, the former fighter of the year, the former world champion who has man, oh man. the biggest fighters in the game. Man, oh man. After an illustrious amateur career, makes his way. This fight was so crazy, bro. This fight was so crazy. So the way Loma is coming into the ring, right? Initial reaction, him coming into the ring is he's going to dominate. This was my initial reaction. So my co-host is probably real headstrong. He's real. He's the one that told me that Devin Haney is probably up next in the great line of fighters, right? And he is. His body of work and his record proven great. You can't take that away. But one of my favorite fighters was Lomachenko. The first time I've ever seen him fight, I think it was like a highlights of the one of the fastest punchers in boxing right now. He was in that blue and gold truck. Like that was a signature trunk. When when I see him came out in these black trunks tonight, last night, I knew it was time for business. I knew when he took that loss against Teofimo Lopez, he really felt like he had to come in here and prove Devin something. And then you have the next fighter, Devin Haney. Anybody can say how they feel about the fight. Anybody can sit there and say that they don't think Devin should have came out on top in this fight. But what people aren't appreciating is 
that Devin Haney took this fight. If you're into boxing and you know about boxing, you know that Lomachenko is a potential Hall of Famer. Quoting from the words of Devin Haney's mouth himself, but fighters all the way, fight fans all know former champion Lomachenko is a future Hall of Famer. The fact that Earl Spence or the fact that Terrence Bud Crawford won't give us the fight that we want should be spoken about more. Like it or not, I wasn't putting money on this fight because I like Lomachenko. But I wanted to continue to see Devin Haney do his thing. So it was a conflict of interest, and I was just enjoying a great fight. But anyways, it goes. People are calling false accusations on scorecards. People are denying that Devin Haney should have actually retained his title during this fight. The fact is, he got in the ring with the legend. Now look at all these other fighters. They are running away. The only fighter that we actually have potential hope in right now is Shakur Stevenson. And I don't think any of these fighters want to fight Shakur Stevenson. And what I hope that it may not come to, what I truly hope that it may not come to early, but it may have to, is Shakur Stevenson moving up to 140. Because he just moved up to 135. But Devin Haney is considering moving up. You're going to move up even before the Shakur fight? You're going to move up before the tank fight even gets played out. Javante Tank Davis may go the route of retiring, going the Floyd route, getting his promotion bag, and just go take the business route like an Andre Ward. Who did you fight? At the end of the day. So like the decision or not, I do not agree with how the judges score the cards of this fight. But like it or not, Devin actually got in the ring. He got in the ring. And you can't do anything but respect it at the end of the day. Because before I even said the beginning of this fight, I said, if Lomachenko doesn't visibly destroy Devin Haney. If he doesn't make it clear cut, either a knockdown or a knockout on his opponent, Devin Haney, there ain't no way in hell he was losing that fight. And I've said that constantly, constantly over and over again. So you can't do anything but respect Devin Haney. It doesn't matter how you feel about – because I'm a Lomachenko fan. 
but it doesn't matter how you feel about the scorecard because one thing Devin Haney gave us is the fight. He stepped in the ring with a future legend. And at the end of the day, I respect it as a man. Throughout all that, bro, when you look at the scorecards, when you looked at the fight, what did who did you think won? Um, I didn't look at the scorecards only because after they said it was a unanimous unanimous decision, I knew it was bullshit. But looking at the fight, I had Lomachenko winning because I didn't think that Devin Haney's body shots was as effective like people tried to make it seem to be. I didn't think so at all. I thought I thought they were pretty effective, honestly. I thought the body shots were pretty effective, but I did think Lomachenko had the more effective shots. Maybe I'm biased to um the way to Devin Haney no, yeah. The way Devin Haney's every time he got a head shot, his head popped back like a like yep. a like a cock mule. Like it just it just it peeped out. It just popped his head just popped back so fast. Yep. They, they said it, like, during the fight. Like, literally, his head is popping back with these punches. It, it's snapping back. Even if they're not effective, it looks like they're effective to the people watching. And the crowd is going crazy. So that's another obstacle that the judges got to go through. The crowd will go crazy every time they see that head pop back, even if they're a lick, like, not as effective punches. You get me? But what I can't – but what I can appreciate is that we're actually – I I would have to I would you can't give all the credit credit to Tank, but in, for recency bias, Tank literally made you appreciate body shots again, and that could that could play a factor into him winning because public opinion always factor when it comes to these boxing and sports like this because people were doing body shots way before Tank even picked up a glove in boxing. But that's all you heard about this fight is about how effective David Haney's body shots were. Why? Because Tank dropped Ryan Garcia with the body shot. But the earlier card with the champion lost his belt, I forget his name, the champion that lost his belt, he dropped him with the body shot and then rocked him in the head. Bro, this is this just ain't start. Nigga. Niggas been getting dropped my body shots this whole time and this did just wound up. People started going towards the body because of Tank. This was Devin Haney's game plan before the Tank Ryan Garcia fight even began. You can't switch up a game plan mid-camp because you just saw something work. He has been focusing on where he was going to go for this fight. I'm glad, I'm glad you said game plans. Bro, Devin Haney even spoke about this himself. He made millions off the jab. What are you talking about game plans when he barely jabbed in this fight? All right, so listen Jabs to me. That he did throw okay. Okay, so like pillow. If you're going into a fight, this is Devin Haney's biggest fight of his career against his hardest competition he is ever going to face. If you're going into a fight and Lomachenko even says something to the public that all he has is a jab, he has to have something. He has to bring something else to the table that his opponent isn't ready for. So he's going to a different route. It's his game plan. We're not going with the jab this fight. We're going to be going with the body shot. Hooks to the body. Hooks to the body. That's what we're going to roll with. So that's what he went with to get the W, the decision by the card. Hmm. This jab so, probably would have 
way more effective. He wouldn't have stood in that fucking box all day. Okay, so so are you only are you only keeping that argument to say when it comes to the specific fighter? Because Tank, every time he goes into a fight, and you can see, talk about game plan, game plans. At the end of the day, he relies on that right hand. He relies on that big shot. He rel- he can hook left or right. It doesn't matter. Equal opportunity. Equal left. Equal right. It it doesn't matter. Styles make fights, bro. I think Tank is able to come in with a game plan. I after that Ryan Garcia fight, I really do believe that Tank can come in with a game plan and that he can sit out all twelve rounds and he can wait for a decision. I believe Tank can win that way. Um, Are you saying know. that with any fighter? Because who has I, Tank fought? I don't. I don't think Tank can beat a Devin Haney. Um, if I'm looking at the top three in my eyes, um, Devin, Shakur, is Tank. I think Tank is the weakest. I do think Tank brings less, the least to the Why? table. Ooh, ooh. I just, I don't think Tank can stand up against Devin or Shakur. And I think neither one of them can fight Shakur. I think Shakur is the best. In that weight class, I would avoid him if I was them. If I was Devin, I would take my black ass up to 140. But that's oh, just why how. Would you, you would do that before the tank fight? Oh, yeah. I, I'm out of there, bro. Let them boys fight each other for their belt. I'm not about to face secure. Not, not, not at 135. Damn sure not at 135. I don't weigh enough. I look dehydrated. I'm beating myself down trying to get to this weight. He does look very dehydrated. He looks terrible. He looks like he takes a lot out of his body just to get that low. But does so, he even have the power to keep going up? That's a scary thing too. The thing. Because you, because the way the way power. he can he can have all the skill in the world. But look how you can you can give an example. Look how Canelo looks every time he goes up in weight. It's like boys amongst men. Bro, I, I'm telling you though, bro, like you lose power. When you drop that much weight, he's but he losing. doesn't have power at 135. What I'm saying, he loses power at 135. If he goes up in weight, he will be more powerful. I don't. I I think I think it depends on the fighter because if you can say that about Ryan Garcia, if he if he went up in weight, I think he'll be more powerful. I don't think that applies to every fighter. I agree I with you. I believe Devin Haney will. I believe that this is not the way that he needs to fight Shakur Stevenson at. But that's the thing. So Shakur just moved up in weight. So you mean to tell me the only way he's going to get the fights that we want to see that he's calling for is he if him to move up again when he just moved up? I, I'm saying that this is up to Devin Haney. He, he literally gets to make that decision, bro. He has been beating his body down. He got the belt. He defended the title. But he been saying that he was going to 140. That has been. I his know goal. that is true. That is true. Been his goal to get up to 140, and he's probably going to stop at 145 or something like that. But but I think but I think this fight I think this fight may have changed may may have changed things for him legacy wise because he could have been said that, but that was when he was like like unanimous. Like everybody was like, okay, he he he's he's next up. 
No, never. Nobody ever said it. They never gave Devin his flowers, bro. Who did it? You were literally going for him in the fight. What? What against one of the legends? One of the bro, people that ever bro, put on a pair did, of boxing trunks. What are you saying? What do you mean? Devin Haney didn't make pound for pound. He was undisputed and didn't make pound for pound. They haven't gave the man his credit. I mean, did he deserve pound for pound after watching this fight? How can an undisputed fighter not make pound for pound? He is undisputed. Who 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 has he fought before before this fight? Oh, uh, this that was Belt, take take belt take belts away. Who has he fought? Bro, he's undisputed, bro. You can you can you can use the Cambosis fight, but who who has he fought? And when when and how did he and how did he obtain each belt? You want to use undisputed, but talk about how he obtained each belt because he sure didn't fight for each one belt. If we're being if you if you can't be biased about that, no, he didn't, bro. But that's how, bro. He can. There's no way to go and track down all the belts. In the light okay, window. so you should understand why he isn't pound for pound. There were no vacated titles that anyone fought for. The belts always sat with Lomachenko. Then they went to, uh, what's my boy, fucking Telefimo Lopez. Then they went to Cambos and then Devin Haney. There was never no vacation of the belts, so they were never all over the place. He was undisputed. Champion, bro. So you're telling me that undisputed don't hold no weight? So you tell me has no belts in my weight division is gets more credit than me. I think, but isn't that isn't isn't that what we would want? Isn't that what we would want? And mind you, this this is what I mean by what we would want. Because just just I think the the most biased thing that we've had in fighting is, oh, you have the rings or you have the championships and all that, or you have the bills. Like we in all the sports, that is always what oh is player. But what have you done to get those rings? Because the six men on the bench, they'll get the same respect as the starters. Is this current pound for pound? I don't think this current current pound for pound. Oh it's no, current? it's not. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's shot on there no more. And I see my uh, Japanese boy, but yeah, bro. I think the powerful power, just like the Charlo brother, he deserves to be powerful power. Okay, but who has he fought? Like you keep saying these names, but who have they fought? The twin, bro. He has fought everybody in his division. Everybody in his division. I, did I did I say did he fight them or not? I'm saying. Who has he fought? Who? Bro, I ain't got the names for you. Okay. No, I'm stick with me. So you're saying you're saying he has fought everybody, right? Yeah. So what makes you want if he's fought everybody and Devin Haney, this before the Loma fight, hasn't fought anybody, what puts them on the same playing ground if one's undisputed and one's fought the fight. This is the current pound for pound boxer. 
Uh, who did Tank fight? That's up to you. I say that argument all the time. Who did Tank fight? Um, Lomo fought everybody. Josh Taylor will come up fighting everybody. Who's sick? Yeah, we know that nigga called. He knew a. So who are you replacing? Cholo? And who are you Tank. replacing? Devin Haney? Tank. Who are you replacing? Shakur? Uh, Tank is off that list, and I am putting. You're taking Tank. Why are you taking Tank off the list? Before the Loma fight. Before the Loma fight. Huh? Before the Loma fight, who are you taking off the Why are you taking Tank off that list for Devin Haney? Because who has Tank fought? I would say no one as well. What belts do he hold? I'm not sure. Does he hold any belts? Nothing. He is in a lightweight division with Devin Haney. Devin Haney is undisputed. That's a valid <laughs> argument. I'm just saying. So you're taking Devin Haney for Tank. And that's it. Yeah, I don't know if this is a pound for pound list or the pay per view list, bro. This is pound for pound, bro. No, I'm just saying, bro. Like that's that's what I started seeing, like, bro. Who pulls in the money? Oh, um, I'm trying. I'm really looking because I don't know too much about Josh Taylor. Loma obviously might be off the pound for pound list. I would keep Loma on there. I would personally, but I'm saying after this fight, they might take Loma off the pound for pound list. No, I would keep him on there. Uh, I would, bro. I just don't see why Tank is on pound for pound. If Tank can go and be secure, then I will put him on pound for pound. But that's the question: Would you, if you're Tank's team, take? Give give me give me give me a game plan of where these fighters head next. What what do you want to see as a fight fan? What do what do you want to see, Kareem? Oh, I want to see Shakur Stevenson go fight Lomo. Uh, do you though? I do very badly. I want that badly. I was I was hoping that fight didn't like Lo. I I fuck with Lomo so hard. That's a bro. I don't. That's a that's a hard pill to swallow that he has to bro, if you lose it to Teofimo Lopez, Devin Haney, Dan Shakur Stevenson, bro, come come on. I think Shakur Stevenson should fight Lomo, fight Telefimo. Then he hold all the cards. Which one is first? Teofimo or Lomo? Uh I would say Telefimo Lopez would be first. You beat him. <laughs> You can talk your talk. Wasn't nobody trying to fight that boy with that power. Wasn't nobody trying to fight him with that power, was they? It was avoiding him. If you was fight, and he did. If you go and get that fight, you the man. Man. And then Loma, you go back, you take Loma. Who could say anything to you? I mean, yeah, you could take the uh, the popular fight. You can go fucking fight Tank. But take a fight that holds weight, bro. The Telefemo, the Loma, 
then go fucking get Devin and be like, nigga, you gotta fight. Because you know, Devin, let Devin go take down Tank. This fight was one for the books. When this moment right here, bro. I think the I whole think world. The whole world went crazy. I, my daddy, my daddy was, had a little different view on it, though. My daddy was like, everybody forgetting about them early rounds. He was like, Devin had a hold in them early rounds. He was like, Telefemo turned up late, but Devin had a hold. He's like, everybody remembering what they saw late. I was like, all right. I mean, I hear you. But. Was it a hold, though, or was it maintaining? I mean, that's a hold on the fight, bro. But are you – so you're telling me he won all of those early rounds? No, not all of them. That's I'm, what I'm saying. So it I'm, was maintaining. I told – I'm looking at it like this. Bro. I thought Telefim – I mean, excuse me. I thought Lomo won that fight. I thought that it was a 7-5 uh, judge that. I, I really don't know, bro. I really don't know. I really thought Lomo – Won two of them early rounds and then demolished them at the end. I think 11 went to Devin, but all of them late rounds went to Loma other than that. Excuse me, not 11, 12 went to Devin. Loma had uh, 11 easily. Yeah, that was. So how do you feel about Devin? Devin's last words and the post at the end of the fight. Uh, I praise the God. Uh, uh, That's not what I'm talking about. Which ones? I'm talking about when they asked him about. Oh, so who's up next and who's fighting next? I think I think that was smart for him to say, because he knows where he just put his body through to get down to this weight. So he's like, I don't know if I can actually keep doing this. Even bro. though before you called them out? So now all of a sudden it's like... Fighter, bro. He's literally a fighter. They talk shit for a living. They're going to have to run into each other no matter where they go. But when he ran into him, this is what happened. Of the world. Okay. You okay You're, I, with the decision. And before we get there, Bernardo is with Shakur Stevenson. He won that fight. What was it about his performance tonight that makes you say that he deserved the win? He landed the cleaner punches. He landed the cleaner shots on Dev. And he, he pushed the pace. What you saw tonight means that All right, boss, I know he decides to stay at 135, you could potentially get a shot at the undisputed title. How much do you want that fight? It happen. I think that should happen next. I think um, Devin not on my level, and I'm going to show it. In terms of what you, I literally think they had to get up out of there. the The crowd was literally one percent Loma. They could no longer. Um, called me out after my last fight, so now I'm here, and they ran out the ring. So you have a chance to look right in the camera because I'm sure they'll see this Harry. after. What do you want to say to Devin Haney and Bill Haney? They just seen me just now. They said something, ran out the ring. They got a little scared. But you have a chance to say it. I can't wait. All right, thank you. I can't wait. What a time for boxing. What a time for the sport. 
what a time for sports in general where money comes into play. What a time for new players, for ledges to fall. What a time for the change at the top from the NFL, from boxing, from basketball, and bro, from sports I, media. They had to get up out of there, bro. You saw that crowd was 100% Lomachenko. I think if they would have sat around, shit could have got bad. Fans could have got crazy. It was a crazy decision. They had to get up out of there. So what a time from it all. So i like to thank y'all for joining us today. And starting back from the first, first initial part of the show, we was talking about Pat McAfee. Folks, we're going in a new direction. The viewers are going up. Shout outs to Rumble. Hopefully the YouTube follow as well. But it's a change of the tide. The old is coming in with the new. The legends are getting their flowers. But the tide is changing. We here. We're here. Thank you, everybody. See you next time. Let's go Rams.